I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. This old mariner, by the grace of God, having the opportunity to be with so many people uh, via, we think about the radio, the radio audience. Years and years ago, as we say so many times, the Lord took me off of an old boat and placed me in the book. And boy, in this book, I found I found a great Savior. In this book, I also, as I say so many times, I found a great sinner. Uh, you know who the great Savior was? That was Jesus Christ. You know who the great sinner was? Yeah, that was Andrew Wayne Munn. But I'm glad this Savior provided a way whereby this great sinner, amen, could come to know him personally and to have his sins forgiven. Sins washed away, a home in heaven, a changed life, all because of what Jesus has done. Nothing in my hand I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. And it's so good to uh, be with you. I'll be in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 8. A little story here has to do with Philip and the eunuch. And we'll get into this and talk to you about some things that's just right on, if you know what I'm talking about. Hey, if you ever like to contact us, uh, you can do so if you have access to the computer there. It's just F-O-M-M. You just put that down, F-O-M-M dot, right, that period, O-R-G. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International here in the port of Bon Secours, Alabama. That's F-O-M-M dot, period, dot O-R-G. Leave us a message, uh, sort of, you know, flip around through there, see what you can find that you like. Stay away from the pictures. Uh, they're, they're not much. Uh, it would be good to hear from you if we can help you in any way. In the book of Acts, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 8, we have here what I call the first uh, very clear presentation of the gospel to a Gentile. Uh, Philip obeys the Spirit of God, does what God tells him to do, says what God, you know, he's supposed to say, returns rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Philip here, he's headed out southwest uh, toward the Via Maris, down into Egypt. And uh, Philip himself, Acts chapter 8, chosen to be a deacon, but in Acts chapter, or Acts chapter 6, but Acts chapter 8, we have him now being probably some kind of coastal evangelist. Acts chapter 8, verse 40, you say, why do you call him a coastal evangelist? Because this is Fisher Munn, and I want everybody to be a coastal evangelist. That would mean all the inland areas of the world wouldn't hear the gospel. No way, love our land-loving friends also. And all the cities around the world, the countries around the world, inland, island, whatever, need to hear the gospel, do they not? We have here a man here by the name of Eunuch. We'll read some verses here in a moment. That's not his name, it's his title. And uh, he is from the imperial palace of the queen of the Ethiopians. Uh, we think about Candace. Uh, he's uh, the treasurer, the banker. He comes with an offering unto the Lord. Just 
sort of like you find there in 1 Kings chapter 10, a thousand or so years earlier than that. A proselyte to Judaism. He comes to the temple worshiping. And I want to say some things in this passage that I find that's right. Okay? Now, I found Philip now. Philip uh, we found him in the case. Uh, wish I had time to read all of this. He's just at the right time, the right circumstance. He's on the right road. They got the right weather. He goes to the right man. He has the right message. The right outcome is there. So right on. But first, verse 27 of Acts chapter 8. It says, He arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia and Munich, of great authority unto Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. Once again now, the banker, uh, charge of all her treasure. All right, where does he come? I'm going to say, first of all, he comes to the right place. All right, it says here, had come to Jerusalem for to worship. What is that Jerusalem? Remember Acts chapter 8, verse 1, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in, there we go. All right, where did it all start? Jerusalem. All right, Samaria, we think of Judea. The other was parts of the world. But where did it start from? Jerusalem. What started where? <laughs> we think about the gospel. Witnesses unto me. Where did the gospel message? It went out from Jerusalem. So this man came to the right place. And somehow, as he came to worship there in Jerusalem, somehow he comes across the truth because this man comes under conviction. He comes to the right place. Jerusalem, the future capital of the world. Oh, do you believe that? The head of the Jewish religion, the city of David, the city of our Lord. This man comes just to the right place. And the Bible says he was returning and sitting in his chariot reading Isaiah the prophet. Oh, we have a man now. Once again, his title, he's just called a eunuch. He is the treasure for this great uh, queen there of Ethiopia. And he comes to worship like thousands of others did at this particular time. Thousands of other people from all over areas of Egypt, Arabia, Persia, Greece, Rome, Libya, Russia, India. They had heard of the God of Israel and Jerusalem, the capital of the world. And they came to the worship. And he heard the truth. And my friend, he has in his hand, it says, was returning and sitting in his chariot reading Isaiah the prophet. He not only comes to the right place, but my friend, he has in his hand what I call the right book. You said the right book of all the books he could have in his hand, of all the copies of the books in the library of Alexandria, of all the noted scholars of his day and the brains of the world. Why did he have in his hand the book of Isaiah? It's because God had worked out the circumstance. He had come to the right place, the city of Jerusalem. He was returning, had in his hand the right book, the book of Isaiah. By the way, my friend, do you find yourself in the right place? Do you have in your hand the right book at times? Not only does he have the right book, but it says here in verse 31, it says, and he said, how can I accept some man should guide me? And of course, verse 30, Philip runs there and he said, do you understand what you're reading? He said, how could I accept some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come and sit with him in the place of the scripture which he read was this. It says he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so he opened not his mouth. That's Isaiah 53. That's chapter 53, about verse 6, uh, on down to verse 7 that's there. So he not only has the right book in front of him, but that thing has been opened. Of course, it's a scroll, it's unrolled. 
it's right at the right place, the right book of the book, the right chapter in the book. Isaiah is speaking of the blood atonement of God's Son for sinners, the death of Christ. The atonement is seen in the slaughter of a sacrificial lamb. This is the perfect text for one to see and come face to face with Jesus Christ. You understand what I'm talking about? So he's at the right place, my friend. He has the right book in his hand and he has even the right chapter in the book open before him. And he begins to read. Now what's Isaiah 53 all about? Acts chapter 8 verse 32 and verse 33 is a quote from Isaiah chapter 53. Who is Isaiah talking about? Let's ask Philip. It says, Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture, Isaiah 53. He began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. So what is Isaiah 53 about? Isaiah 53 is about Jesus. I disagree with, I disagree with the commentators. I'm sorry. It's not that I'm any better than they are. This is my personal feelings. I disagree with it because of what I find in the Bible. And I disagree with most of the Bibles. And uh, uh, we think about some of the Bible publishers, what they'll do, they'll put over the top a comment over the top of the chapters. And most Bibles have as a comment over the top of Isaiah 53, suffering Israel. Oh, no. No, not suffering Israel. The suffering Messiah. The Messiah is, clean, is seen so clear there from Isaiah 53, from chapter 53, verses 1 through 8 there. It's so clear that it's Jesus Christ. Well, that's what Philip says. He opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. So Isaiah 53 is about Jesus. All right, so in reading that, then not only does he come to the right place, my friend, and he finds the right book, it is the right chapter in the book, he hears the right things. Isaiah 53 concerns the Lord Jesus Christ and what Christ has done. The atoning work of Christ. In the New Testament, we have verses like, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Salvation has nothing to do with anything that you can do. It has nothing to do with anything Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, can do for him. Salvation has nothing to do with the city of Jerusalem itself, my friend. It has to do with the story of Jesus Christ. See, it's all about Jesus Christ. It's not about us. Salvation is not about us. Now, dedication is after we're saved, my friend. After salvation, God asks of us that we serve and labor for him as a servant, my friend. But I don't labor to be saved. You know, that my Lord has done. Salvation is all of Jesus Christ. He preached unto him Jesus, and something happened. What happened here? This Ethiopian, it says this, evidently something takes place because he says, see here is water, what doth hinder me to be baptized? What's a, what's a, what's a prerequisite for baptism? What should happen before somebody is baptized? And the answer is this, verse 37. And Philip said unto him, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. Now there we go. We think about believing. Believing what? You have to have some facts to believe. What's the facts in the context here? Jesus Christ and his work, as we see it in Isaiah chapter 53. The atoning work of Christ. There are the facts. Do you believe it? Evidently he does. He says, Believe with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. In fact, verse 37 shows me that I have the right book. 
What are you talking about, preacher? Acts 8.37 shows me that I have the right book. If you look in your Bible, most translations leave out Acts 8.37. And when that happens, you know you don't have the right book. I have in front of me the old-fashioned King James Version. And it reads, verse 37, And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Amen. And the Bible talks about how that they both went down into the water. Hence then, we think about scriptural baptism as by immersion. They both went down in the water. He didn't sprinkle some water on his head. Down in the water. They both went down in the water. They both came up out of the water. So, we have this man that God has dealt with, evidently sent to this great place, Jerusalem, the right place. And God has in his hand the right book, the book of Isaiah. He has the right chapter in the book. He has someone to tell him what Isaiah 53 is all about. He hears the right things. Jesus Christ is the answer. And now he can go on his way rejoicing. And this puts him now on the right road. Not just the road that goes down to Egypt, but now he's on the right road. I once was an outcast, stranger on earth, a sinner by choice, and an alien by birth. But I've been adopted, my name's written down. An heir to a mansion, a harp and a crown. I'm a child of the king. How good it is to be saved. So we have Philip here basically in the context as one of the first to declare his generation as we find in Isaiah chapter 53. The right place, my friend, the right book. In the right book, you'll hear the right things and the right things to believe will put you on the right road. It's all about Christ. Now, until next week, the same time, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.